Pastor Sean here. Um, I already recorded my pretty much intro to my first ever fucking podcast, man. I'm here to share with the world, you know, let loose, do whatever the hell I want, man. But, you know, I'm going to treat this like my personal journal, man. I'm going to talk to the fucking world and I'm going to express my feelings on everything, man. I'm just looking to... I don't even want followers. I I could care less. It's mainly just to put my voice out there and inspire whoever or whatever listens to my voice and it helps them get through the day. But uh let's get started. So first topic I want to start out with today is the Notre Dame women's NCAA basketball champions. And I bet you're wondering, like, yo, why, my guy? It's most random topic to start out with. It's not. It's not at all, dude. It's pretty fucking crazy how this becomes my first topic. And I'm going to start off with this story. So, basically, a nigga was broke Valentine's Day. Couldn't do shit for his girl. Nothing. And, you know, I mean, life just works out that way. But you got to navigate, navigate the waters and play the game. So basically, I couldn't do nothing for my girl for Valentine's Day. It's very disappointing. Whatever we did do, it just wasn't that movie or sitcom feeling where you take your girl out to dinner and give her a horseback ride carriage all around town and all this other shit. It's just like, mm, Applebee's, boom. Let's go here, boom. All right. That was Valentine's Day. <laughs> but I had in my mind that my girlfriend, I would make it up to her. And, I mean, most men, if you, if you know you fucked up, man, it might not be a fuck up. It just might be the situation y'all in. But you know you got to rectify that situation. So I had already had my taxes lined up, Um, whatever. Knew I was getting at least... 1200 back true story my taxes come in uh, I want to say either late February early March basically when did the uh, the ACC tournament start around that time anyway so I'm working for a smoke shop I didn't even throw this in maybe too much information but uh you know, I got in with the right crowd. They were teaching me the game, you know. I'm sitting here trying to, you know, become a new plug or whatever. So I get my money, my check arrives. It's the weekend, and I'm looking at my girl, and I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, how can we maximize our money? And the first thing I'm thinking is like, I know some people, I can get into get into the game, whatever, try my hand at it. 
So I buy an ounce of some shit I never even heard of. <laughs> but I buy an ounce and we get it or whatever. And I'm thinking, yo, let's jump into the game. Let's start selling. I already know people, got people around me who smoke rigorously. So, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be easy peasy. So we buy and I get started and get a couple of hits. I'm starting to move some stuff. I got to move it at a certain price because some shit, like I said, I ain't never heard of. Y'all, bro, if I said his name, y'all probably be like, ugh, nigga, get the fuck out of here. So I'm embarrassed to even fucking tell you the name. So it is what it is. But um, we move a couple, couple of, you know, eighths. I think maybe I was moving less than that. I don't, I don't even remember at this point. I drink a lot, <laughs> but um. We moved some stuff, and I'm just thinking, like, yo, I got these taxes. It's a lot of money. I got to look out for Bay, and, you know, Valentine's Day wasn't good to her or whatever. So I'm like, yo, we're going out to eat. I'm booking, like, a hotel room for the night, whatever. The reason why I had to book the hotel room, which I ain't even disclosed, y'all. Right now, I'm living on my brother's... Damn, I can't even say his fucking couch. First of all, let me tell you the story of this. I'm legit living in my brother's living room. What I'm sleeping on is a futon right now. That I found on the side of the road in Greensboro, North Carolina. <laughs> Saddest situation I've ever been in. It's fucking ridiculous and crazy. Uh, earlier, when the semesters had started, you know, his living room was bare. I had to figure the fuck out what the hell I was going to sleep on. So, um, you know, it didn't start out with looking for futons on the side of the road. I think I got my financial aid from my community college, which I jumped back into after I got screwed by my four-year college or whatever. Um, I took that money, got us, like, a little air mattress. Damn, I'm dropping a little head. Actually, we didn't even have that before. We was... My brother had a twin bed that been in our family for years. This nigga been sleeping on his bed for years. But uh, I had a little queen bed or whatever. He had a room. And, you know, I was like, yo, my brother's allowed me to fucking stay with him, you know, rent-free or whatever. So I basically, um, I gave him my queen bed, man. Something I had, I ain't even gonna necessarily say I worked hard for, but... Fuck it. When you in school, you learning, you working hard. So who gives a fucking damn? I got my financial aid. Financial aid is supposed to cover you and so many different things. So your student loans. I bought that bed one time with my student loans, my financial aid. Just so I could sleep on something nice and not a fucking twin bed for once. Anyway. I had twin, I've had this fucking...
queen bed for a long time. Platform bed, really nice, man. Uh, I get the best mattresses for it. I've been through maybe, no, I've only been through two. Let me not lie. Um, so, you know, when he finally moves in, I'm like, look, I'll give you this bed. You trade me the twin bed. I'll put that downstairs, set it up a certain way. Meanwhile, I'm dating my girlfriend, being with my girlfriend or whatever. This girl doesn't know how to, like, go home. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, we stayed in a twin bed. And I'm not tall, people. I'm 5'9", possibly 5'10", depending on what kind of Nikes I'm wearing. Um, she's damn near around the same height. She might be 5'8", but depending on what fuck she, heels she wearing, like, can't even say that. Like, we just, we equally didn't belong on a fucking twin bed. But it, it, it got to a point of frustration. Um, sold the twin bed. Uh, took some of that money and bought me a queen blow-up mattress. Um, so, you know, things are what it was. But uh, eventually, uh, got a nice little futon. That futon broke. Took that shit back to Walmart. People, if you got the receipt and it's within the realms, you can do whatever the fuck you want at Walmart, even if you don't have the receipt. I've taken a fucking futon from a dumpster that looked perfectly neat. Took that bitch back to fucking Walmart. Walmart, as long as you can find a similar product, they don't give a fuck. But they'll try to change the game on you, especially if you're a person of color. So I always go with a couple of white people. But back to the story. Bought futon, futon from Walmart, wasn't shit, cool. Had found a futon on the side of the road, but that was used as like a little side couch or whatever. After that, few maybe a month or a couple months later, found another futon just riding around one day, picked that up, put it in the living room. Um Basically, just right from your phone, and I think that right there is probably the most important part. It's your phone because your phone's mic is actually really good, so you can just record high quality audio wherever you are. All you have to do is press the record button. Basically, um, to get back to the main point of the fucking story is, you know, you try to treat your girl right, you bring them back home, I mean, what the fuck do you do? You can't do things on a futon in your brother's living room, you know, like, the niggas, oh, did I mention you got a roommate, cool's roommate. Part of my family now. Um, I think my brother's a good judge of character when it comes to people. We'll, we'll talk about that in another segment. But uh, missed out on fucking Valentine's Day. Um, I told you this story. It's about the futon. 
main thing was, you know, I got this money. Let's rent a hotel room so we can get away from trying to be romantic on the fucking food, <laughs> basically. So uh, I I get this devised plan. I get the wine. I get the bottle. I get the I, I set up the restaurant. Um, I get some snacks just for later. You know, I I put together a couple of you know pre-rolled blunts for later or whatever. We smoke one, go to the restaurant. Cool, have a good time. When we get back, we're ready to drink a little bit more. Drink a little bit. And, we smoke before we go inside, whatever. We get to the room, beautiful room. The Four Seasons Hotel out in Greensboro, they, that's their cornerstone. Because you ask anybody, what hotel do I go to? I guarantee you it's that one. But anyway, so we're in the room and we're drinking or whatever. And we're not ready to, you know, have some fun or whatnot. So I disappear for, yeah, I don't even know, a couple of hours I think, but basically, I went to one of the open bars, and and when I say open bars, I don't mean like open bar, you getting free drinks, I go to one of the open bars that was serving drinks that night, and this is where everything ties in for the Notre Dame women's team, I go to this bar, and I don't know if it's parents Moms and dads, maybe coaches, don't even fucking know. Just happen, it just so happens to be the NCAA women's Notre Dame team is staying at the Four Seasons and they've lost the ACC, uh, the ACC tournament game, which automatically means they're out. Everybody knows this, maybe not everybody knows this. Most people who follow sports knows this, but for those who don't, when it comes to tournaments, depending on what type of tournament you, <laughs> it's one and done. But uh, they're chilling, whatever. And I'm sitting here, and I just come down here to get buy a couple of drinks and feel kind of powerful, because <laughs> I got my fucking taxes back, and it was more money than. I've seen in a while because I'm a broke motherfucker. But, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm enjoying my drinks or whatever and looking. And some of them, I think one of them had come up and I chatted them up and they were like, they were talking. And I was like, so, you know, what's going on? He was like, can't you tell, man? And I was like, what, y'all? Did y'all win? He's like, nah, just the complete opposite. I don't think he said exactly like that, but basically he was like, do you think we'd be down here looking like the way we do if pretty much that's how he said it? And I was just like, oh, crazy. You know, they were so down and distraught. Eventually I could tell, you know, yo, these motherfuckers lost the game. So I'm just enjoying myself. Uh, one of the, and can't even say coaches, gotta say parent. Maybe an athletic trainer, whatever. Let's call her Susan B. Anthony, just for reference. But Susan B. Anthony, you know, walks up and is just like upset, talking shit about her drink. Basically, the nice little bartender girl who I have a fucking photo with because she was a sweetheart. 
nice little bartender girl. She's sitting there and she's like helping this girl out. And she's like, yeah, my Captain and Coke just smells and tastes weird. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, does alcohol ever go bad? And when have you ever known alcohol to smell and taste weird? But she's like, yeah, I've had plenty of Captain and Cokes. And this one takes the cake. I've never tasted it like this or whatever. And I'm an alcoholic. I'm looking at this bitch and I'm just like, yo, you obviously trying to work a play and you look dumb right now. But this bitch is literally like up there harassing this nice little girl. Not even a little girl. She's probably older than me, but she was a polite bartender. She was a good bartender. She's like, yeah. So this girl goes out and finds another bottle of Captain and tries to like open it up and please this woman or whatever and this woman is just being weird and kind of crazy and I'm sitting there like yo what the F man you literally trying to play like yo alcohol isn't smelling right and this that and the other third but whatever the girl has me smell it and some random guy that I had met that night we were just we had been chatting it up, and I told the girl then and I was like, "Yo, this captain smells like regular fucking captain, whatever this bitch was up to." For lack of a better word, I apologize um, to any feminists or women's rights groups. But you know what? If it was a man doing the same thing, I'd call him a bitch too. So I'm. I'm not even going to get into that. Basically, she was tripping and all this other stuff. Let me tell you something. These people were distraught, mad, going through some things. Cool. But they kind of use whatever status and power to kind of manipulate this girl or whatever. But at the end of the day, they may have lost the ACC tournament, which is not the craziest tournament to be in. I know I'm jumping subjects left and right, but this is my pilot. This is the first time I've ever been on a podcast talking, but, you know, they're going all through these things and they're trying to find a way to navigate life or whatever, and this woman really believes that her captain and coach just doesn't taste or smell right, and she's had them for years. No, what you were doing was you was trying to get some free drinks. You had a bad night. Your girl's lost, whatever. The ACC tournament isn't anything, people. I'm going to get to the key to this podcast and why I started The ACC tournament is the ACC tournament. That's conference. That's basically like, Teams you see after you play some random teams at the beginning. These are the teams you see constantly throughout the year. They lost the ACC tournament. But they had two, not one, two miracle shots in the NCAA tournament. Now that's the big boy. That's the the major spots, that's not local, that's not Chick-fil-A, that's not, you know, Bojangles, that's not Hardee's, this is Coke, Allstate, 
you know, uh, progressive, the big names that we watch on TV every day. And we're like, that, that's, that's what sponsors these tournaments. This is the huge trophy. This is where you're like, yo, this program out of all colleges beat all colleges, excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, the ACC is local. It's a section of who you play. The NCAA is a big thing. I was sitting in a room with these these distraught people. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Whatever. But the biggest thing was that I just realized a couple of hours before I made this podcast, thought about doing this podcast was... They were so distraught about the little thing, the ACC. They were so distraught, taken aback. World coming to the end, drinking. They didn't see the bigger picture. They didn't roll with the bigger picture. These people, I just seen the girl on Ellen, don't know her name. I ain't going to pretend to know her name. But it's the one that saved their season. And they didn't even just take out like a random team. They took out one of the biggest teams to ever play in the NCAA tournament the last few years. You hear this name, you're scared. It's produced some of the best female college players in a while. But I'm going to send a shout out to Gino. Gino. Please, man. I'm a basketball advocate. I love basketball. If you got some assistant coach positions, media positions for me, please. But I want to be a part of UConn's women's team because them jokers never fail until recently. And Gina, please don't take that the wrong way. Notre Dame beat UConn. One of the most powerful women's college basketball teams in recent years. They beat them. And by some mir- a miracle shot by one young lady. And again, I don't know her name. I just know her idol is Kobe, and she was on Ellen recently. But uh, the main point of my story is. And this podcast is a this this is a pilot episode. I'm sorry I'm bouncing around. I'm gonna get the right people around me to teach me how to do this the right way, but you know the main thing is life is gonna give you an L. And it may not give it once or twice, it give it to you multiple times. But there's always a bigger picture and something else to strive for that's greater than that that small moment in your life. And right now, these podcasts, I'm I'm gonna do plenty of them. I'm not asking for sponsors, I'm not asking for gratification. I'm just trying to tell my life and I wanna tell it in a funny way. I want to be a comedian, but I got to work towards that, too. 
everything in your life has to be worked towards. Nothing's going to get handed to you. But you can't take the small losses and give up. You got to work hard, fight through the pressure. And and get to the bigger picture. And the you uh excuse me, Notre Dame women's team this year. They they took the small loss and they got to a bigger win. And I'm 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 a Christian person believing in God, but uh I got to witness that and be a part of it, even in a small part. I wasn't expecting to be at the Four Seasons the same night they took a loss in the ACC tournament. But I was there. I met some people. The way they were acting, the way they were talking, you would have thought that the world just came crashing down on them. But they... A blessing happened, and their team propelled to the highest honor in college basketball to be NCAA champions. And I was a part of it, but I wasn't a part of it to like motivate them. I was a part of this situation because maybe their situation to motivate me. Oftentimes I want to give up at the smallest loss. But there's a deeper journey. You can't just take things and lose. You can't give up. You can't just sit there and be like, man, there's nothing else left for me. You move on to the next game. You focus on the next victory that could possibly happen. You strive for greatness, and greatness will happen. That's for anybody. I I couldn't believe I just put this story together today. But I was in the vicinity. I didn't even know uh, Notre Dame women's was that good to be where they were. But to see them, I didn't even see them. I didn't watch the tournament, nothing like that. I just know the story. But what's the odds that you're sitting at a bar and that shit, you just happen to be around the team? And you pick up on that maybe like, sorry, a couple weeks later. But uh, you pick up on that and you're like, yo, there's a story there. There's some inspiration there. You motherfuckers are down. They luck. (laughs) And they did, I'm not even going to say the impossible, but they did the incredible. We all need to focus on doing the incredible. What can you do to inspire the world around you? 
even just by accident or total luck or a blessing. Like, what can you do to change somebody's life? To me, this situation has changed my life because I didn't even know what was going on. When they were telling me they lost the ACC championship or tournament or whatever, I was like, sorry, y'all gonna suck, whatever. (laughs) But nah, man, they, they proved something. They did something. And what's crazy is I learned this from women's basketball, which we need to stop giving up on or not supporting. Women's basketball is great. It's fundamentally sound. It's better than watching some of these guys complain about the contracts, where they're going next, all this other extra stuff. Women's basketball is quiet. I don't think I've ever heard Candace Parker sit there and, and like, oh, so we not winning no more? Pay me this or I'm leaving. When you look at the NBA, it's almost like watching One Tree Hill or any type of soap opera. Like, these grown-ass men who basically because they live wage 24-7 are so athletic, I'm sorry, they are superheroes to us because they do things that we cannot or ever fathom that we couldn't do. Some of us just didn't try, but these men do so much, but they're never humble as we expect them to be. They always crying and complaining. I'm telling you, the main disappointment in the last couple of years, you know, I was disappointed with LeBron when he went to the Miami Heat, but if you look at that whole story and track, LeBron did what he did, and you know what? It's not as bad as, to me, what Kevin Durant did. You you go you leave a team where you have a team three one. Could have beat him. All you had to do was win one more game, Kevin. I hope you hear this one day. One game. You got it. The next year's MVP. That's what he was. It was. It's all about teamwork, camaraderie, and figuring each other out. All you had to do is, you know, you and Russell take a vacation and talk. Shit. Y'all could have probably motivated James Harden to come back to the team. I don't know, man. At the end of the day... You leave a team where you you win one game, you toss this incredible, crazy-ass team that just appeared out of nowhere. Let me tell you something. I ain't think, fuck, I knew Steph Curry was a good player, but damn, after all the injuries he had before, and all of a sudden all the wheels start clicking, you got Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, Draymond Green, the fucking six-year Michigan player out of no fucking where. I used to hate Draymond Green for no fucking reason. He just seemed like a waste of space, always getting injured back in college, whatever. (laughs) But all the pieces fell together, 
y'all greatest team, you winning championships, you lose one to one of the greatest basketball players next to fucking Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. LeBron James, I don't care if you passing niggas records, you you will be third on the list always. Um But yeah, man, like Kevin Durant made a stupid choice to go join a team that he could have beat single-handedly by just being him and being great. But my basic point was, yeah, man, like, these guys complain. They talk shit. They uh, uh, fucking get agitated at every call if it's against them and stuff like that. But check out the women's game. You know, maybe they do get agitated some things, but the women's game, we don't hear a lot about it. I don't think I ever wake up and like, yo, I wonder what the WNBA draft is going to be like. Or, And I feel bad about that because they work hard to get where they need to and they, they perform well, but... I think the main point of my story, because I dived off, was, you know, I learned a lesson. I've been going through some things, going through some tough times, and I'm letting those small losses (laughs) defeat me early when I should be looking at the bigger picture. My name's Sean Gibson, and I thank y'all, if anybody listened to this shit, thank you for listening to my podcast, and I'm going to try to be better on the next one. Y'all have a good night.